0: Hey, welcome to the month of December, pop culture fans. almost said January already. Ooh. This is this, is how, this is how much this month is off. kind of sucks, but this podcast is not going to suck because you're listening to Quality Check Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Daniel Posey, and joining me across the internet, as always, is Drew Douglas. It might suck. No, oh, it's I'm feeling good about this. The month, though, I don't know. So let me ask you, so far... Kicking off the month of December, we are just 13 days in as of the day of recording this. Is it, What is it like pop culture-wise? Is it is it good? Is it bad? Is it in between? Mm, you know,
1: it's hard to tell because I am um, in the process of moving.
0: You're overwhelmed right now.
1: We have maybe 75% of our house packed up and gone. So we're just living in kind of an empty home, and it's distracted me enough to where... It's December thirteenth today, and I'm like, "How are we already halfway through? We're less than two yeah. weeks away from Christmas." It's. Um, I would recommend don't ever move during the holidays because <laughs> it's. I mean, I love this time of year, and it sucks. This truly sucks, but. Um, pop culture stuff. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, a makes bag. I feel. I I actually think there's been a steady amount of stuff in theaters. Hmm. And I, I've used my um, Regal Pass, I think, four times already. Now, Grant said, I don't have a job. And I've had some free time when my wife is able to watch the baby. And we still have Wonka mm. and uh, Aquaman coming out. So I'm going to use it at least two more times.
0: Now, will those be movies that you'll want to go see with Lexi, your wife? Because
1: it's we literally can't go to the movies together anymore. It's
0: always just me by myself. Yeah, well, and that's another thing not... Because right now, you'd you'd have to get... um, Well, like, unless family, unless family's there. But, you know, if family's in town, I don't want to be like, hey, we're going to the movies. You know, that's where my sister, because my niece, she is now one year old. It's so weird. It's so hard to say. It's so strange thinking about that. But um, my sister, no joke, over Thanksgiving... We went to go see the new Hunger Games, and she's like, "This is the first time I've gone to the movies since having my daughter," <laughs> and a year, over a year.
1: My wife and I last week. Our our daughter's about to turn five months, and we went out to eat, uh, at a sit down restaurant for the first time in maybe six months. Well, but, yeah, about five and a half, six months, mm-hmm. because we just can't, we couldn't do it when she was, you know. I don't know weeks and months old, but she's at that point now where we can bring her, and she's not going to scream her head off. <laughs> it's not even that she would do that. She, she's always been good, but she, you know, they're on such a routine, and a lot of times mm-hmm. it's like we just, it's not worth the risk of her getting hangry and losing her mind. So we finally got to do that, which was nice. And,
0: and now that you're able to get out and do things like that, it seems a little more normal. But then you throw things in like moving. During the holidays, and you just add, yeah, yeah, you add things that it's even less normal now that it's starting to return to normal in one aspect.
1: Everything's uh, lining up good because we finally sold the house, which means we can now get a new house. But we're going to live in an Airbnb for the month of January, and we'll see how much, I mean, I should be able to record this with you as normal. It's like, what are we going to talk about, though?
0: We should do all Airbnb movies like The Rental. We should do uh mo- where that's all we talk about.
1: Um like what else is there though? I thought <laughs> <laughs> now that I've I it's maybe like it's Barbarian. Like Home, like home and bar- Oh, Barbarian's great. But I told yeah, you bar- I rewatched that in October and it actually
0: was even better the second time. Man, I need to I need to rewatch that. Still Oh, it scared the hell out of me. It's creepy. And you think that might be Justin Long's best? Best performance or movie? Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Provide safe performance. I feel like he's always uh, on the level. Like, he's
1: always consistently good. Like, this is a, yeah. a good Justin Long. I, I, if anything, it's it's strange because he is against type. He's such mm. an a-hole. Yeah. Like, even he when there is a moment for redemption, uh, spoiler alert, he's still an
0: a-hole. <laughs> which <laughs> yeah, I love because so I,
1: I fully did not expect that.
0: Yeah, I, expect, I expected it to go the way that you are preparing. Like, it's setting up like, all right, we're going to get this nice little redemption story. And then he just totally just goes, reverts back to how he was before, which I like that. I thought that was a good, uh, something interesting that the script did. But what about in uh, It's Wonderful Knife? Because he Ooh. plays the mayor in that. God, he, that's a little too hammy for me. <laughs> and that movie just sucked.
1: I will say, because he had the you know those dentures, and hey, I didn't oh, like yeah. it. And I was going to say, we don't need to spend a lot of time on um, Killers of the Flower Moon, but mm. DiCaprio wears a fake pair of chompers in that mm-hmm. one. And there's moments I'm like, God, I, you look like you're struggling to communicate <laughs> with those things In Yeah. Um, I didn't know if
0: you noticed that too, or I was just... Oh, yeah, that's the thing too. And also listening to... thinking think of Lily Gladstone was on Kimmel... And she I think it was Kimmel and he's like, so what was it like to you know like kiss him and have those makeout scenes with the teeth in it? and she's like, oh, he'd take it out yeah <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad that he removed those teeth so but he's so like he's such a sad
1: sack yeah he always has this little frown and he's know, looking old grimace. and I know they had to have amplified that, but my wife was like he's looking old and I go, well he one he is getting older, but I think they've mm. really. Added to what he looks like. They did. Because there's there's some stuff going on with his face that is not normal. Mm-hmm. But so I recently watched that and we will do December pop culture. Well, not yeah, yeah, yeah. December mm-hmm. Rotten Tomatoes Picks. And um we'll get to that in a moment. But there there's some movies that we've seen recently. We we're gonna we were gonna do Quick Loves Hates. And I, we could start with Merry Little Batman, because I know you haven't seen that.
0: Yeah, and I'm actually really curious about this, because I don't know anything about it. I know that it dropped on Prime. It was originally, but, an,
1: uh, I don't know if it was a Max movie or a Warner Brothers film,
0: but it was one of those is, things that Zazlav like, kicked to the curb. And I'm like, you... It, he, is, is, this, is this part of the Harley Quinn series? No, this is like a totally
1: family-friendly type thing. Okay. So it's its own thing, unique animation. It's definitely kid. I think adult. I mean, I was able to watch an hour and a half. I'm like, I was entertained by it. But mm. I'm like, this he couldn't have released this in theaters and made some money off of it. It makes no yeah. sense why he I mean I, the only good thing is they at least sold it to Amazon so we could watch it. But I had fun with it. It's a it's a set during Christmas time, and that was cool. And um, I, I, like I said, I like the animation a lot. So, uh, Luke Wilson is uh, Bruce Wayne slash Batman. It was nice to hear oh. his voice because I feel like I haven't seen Luke Wilson in a long time. Is it based
0: on like a comic or a... a
1: comic? No, I think it's an original thing. Okay. But it's basically uh, kind of... It, it's it's Batman and then his son, uh, Damien, is the main character. Okay. And it's like Batman gets sidetracked with something and then... Uh, Damien finds a way to get Alfred out of the house and then some burglars come into the home and it's kind of home alone for a little bit and then we find out Joker's behind all this stuff (laughs) and he's got to take on these villains and stuff. So it was a lot of fun. Um, So I'll say loves for that one. Mm -hmm. A couple weeks ago, Godzilla Minus One came out. Mm -hmm. We mentioned that was one of my... uh, October, good Lord. (laughs) It was one of my December picks. Uh, great reviews. It's made a lot of money here in the U.S., and that was something I liked a lot. Now I'm going to give that one a love too because it was just in so many so many ways not at all what I expected. Because it really focuses on people, mm-hmm. and Godzilla is I don't want to say put it on the back burner, but Godzilla is a catalyst for things, but then only comes in when necessary. And it's really about this soldier, I guess dealing with ptsd and and people reacting to that so i I don't know man i was like super surprised by this whole movie i thought the music was great yeah the acting was good the story was just way different than i would have ever expected uh i think some you can tell it's the lower budget Mm -hmm. i think the budget was like 15 million and there's times when you you're like oh i noticed that they had to like it's not it doesn't look like a massive 200 million dollar movie some of these 200 million dollar movies look like trash,
0: yeah. Some, some of the movies, Marvel movies, we've seen look worse. I think I know it's crazy, it is insane that this looks
1: better than some of these massive budget movies that we've seen. But uh, Big Fat loves For Me, just That's, like Godzilla's Big Fat Belly. Oh,
0: and wh- you know how he moves in this movie where it's very slow and he just trudges along, very and it's robotic. Like, but the yeah.
1: intro for this, when we first are introduced to Godzilla. It scared the hell out of me when it just like emerges in the darkness. Big time. I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is, I feel like I haven't seen this kind of, this is terrifying.
0: Yeah, this is, this is no joke. So I will say, not only do I love this, I back you up on that. I will say, this is one of my favorite movies of the year. Mm-hmm. I will go that far. I don't, like, would you go that far as well to say that?
1: Man, I would need to, I need a list of all the good things that I've seen, but sure.
0: And I'll say to reiterate what you were saying and why I'm going to say this movie is one of my favorite movies of the year. Godzilla's terrifying. I've never felt this way about Godzilla. Like that opening scene of him on the beach, throughout the entire film, every time he pops up and he starts to power up to blast them with the nuke, and especially that big scene that we get, which I won't reveal anything, but that scene, you know, the big blast in the city... That was like, what just happened? Like there was so much, of, so much shock value, but it was done tastefully and it was done to serve the story. And you don't have any of these things that happen and you're like, so they just did that so they can just splurge on CGI. There was like, characters were well done. This is a first Godzilla mo- and outside of Monarch since we're only a few episodes in a Monarch, the show on Apple uh, TV right now. But this is the first Godzilla story I feel like. The characters, you care about the characters. You're not rooting on Godzilla to wipe everyone out. Because almost every Godzilla movie, I'm like, take him out. I don't care. But Godzilla actually is used as like a threat and a like a nuke in this. And it's used exactly what Godzilla is supposed to represent. Toho Studios ended up doing a great job Working in music, you mentioned music as well. Music is great in this, but they also re, revamp, if you will, the original Godzilla music. And they've been doing this for 70 years now. And this is unbelievable that they started in the 50s. I think it's like 54, or something like that. It's unreal. And that this is the best Godzilla... I feel like this is the best Godzilla movie we've ever had. And like if we get more like this... I want to see it, but that's where, like, I was 100% surprised by this movie. Like, hands down, this was, I ended up doing, like, a movie marathon, and I'd text you, I went and uh, was blowing through uh, buckets of popcorn, <laughs> or bowls of popcorn, rather, and movies, and then this was at the end of the day, and I had zero expectations, didn't think I'd even like it, and I loved it, walked away loving it we had, speaking of walking away, there was me,
1: one other a man, and then one other person. And they, the the other person walked out maybe 30 minutes into it. I'm like, <laughs> okay, that was weird. So it wasn't, I mean, for as much money as this is making, there was nobody in my theater. Hmm. So I couldn't gauge reaction. But um, this also comes out on the heels of the new trailer for godzilla and kong Mm -hmm. Uh, the new empire i think is what it's called yeah and holy smokes that looks terrible yeah i'm like over the idea that just uh, (laughs) this is what i'm like they're so limited what they can do because now they're teaming up and the shot of them like running together i'm just like this looks so
0: stupid so dumb it's terrible it really looks bad yeah i'm not a fan it's like Furiosa. Getting that trailer, and then we got this one as well. Like what, a few days after that, and watching, I'm like, mm, I really, I really enjoyed Kong. It was a Godzilla v Kong or Kong v Godzilla, whatever. That was a fun movie. This, I'm like, eh, I'm not. My my hype has gone down big time after that trailer was released.
1: I just don't. There's got to be a. I feel like there could have been a different threat besides a different ape. Like, surely there's yeah. somebody in the canon of Godzilla that they could have emerged, but that looks terrible. Um, now, another movie that I was going to bring up is Silent Night, which is John Woo's Ooh. first movie in God knows how long. Was it like 20 years or something? Am I
0: wrong about that? Uh, his first, like, U.S. or American film? Yeah, it's been pretty much that long.
1: So this is a movie that where the, uh, the gimmick is it's... L- basically a silent film in that there's no dialogue there's sporadic dialogue on the radio tv and then i think some character characters kind of say stuff but for the most part this is like a silent movie um so the gimmick worked i think for the most part Mm -hmm. for me i'm like oh it's kind of like i there's a lot of times where you're like why is no one speaking and i think that took me out of it because in my head, I'm like, this logically doesn't make any mm-hmm. sense. But for the most part, I was on board with the gimmick. Uh, John Woo was obviously known for amazing action sequences, at least in some of his older movies. And this one did not impress mm. me. I think the movie as a whole, I liked. But I mean, some of the, I was not blown away by the action sequences. Yeah. There were so many times it felt slow. Um, it, it was something I couldn't put my finger on other than there's something missing. Mm-hmm. And there's a car chase in this that I, I was like, it feels like they're going 10 miles an hour <laughs> and it's not exciting. <laughs> and nothing about this action except for one scene at the end, it's kind of a stairwell scene, which is reminiscent of like 10 great action movies that we've seen yeah. recently.
0: The raid. It like follows the raid, I feel.
1: The, yeah, and even... No Time to Die has like a stairwell sequence that is pretty decently made. This, I I mean, the action's fine. There's moments that I liked, but as a whole, it just, something felt off. This is a very like two and a half out of five light love. Big
0: time for me, yeah.
1: Did you like Joel Kinnaman? Because he's kind of, I like Kinnaman stripping away his dialogue and he's having to do facial expressions to communicate. There was times when I literally
0: laughed because <laughs> I'm like, he, he's, it's just so hammy. He's all right. I think I, I never really was bothered by Kinnaman. I enjoyed him quite a bit. I will say that I've always seen him to be slightly limited, but I actually kind of walked away liking him a little bit more after this movie. But I also agree, it's a light loves. It's just barely over that line. But that thing that you were talking, that missing ingredient, I really think is the dialogue. Because looking back, what makes Face Off fun? Broken Arrow fun? Some of those other films, even Mission Impossible too, some of that dialogue, the way people speak is like this soap opera. And it's funny, and at times it stands out. And in your mind, you're like, that's so absurd. But I kind of dig it. And it's like that I feel like was missing, but also pacing. Pacing seemed to be pretty off. And it, at times I've always felt like, all right, this feels like a John Woo movie. Again, this also feels like a John Woo movie. But more now than ever, and I think it's just because of what we've had with Str- St- Stie- St- 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 Stilkowski. Shasta- Whatever, John Wick, the John Wick director, um, where we've had him uh, and what he's done, not only with John Wick, but then we've also seen with Nobody and a few other films to come from that production. Oh, most recently, Violent Night, which was David Harbour last year around this time. And that was very much so in the vein of John Wick. But I feel like that's where John Wu seems to be repeating. I can't say repeating, but... It's almost like he's copying a little bit of that with the stairwell scenes because another Chad film, um, or uh, at least from the production company, is Atomic Blonde. And remember, Atomic Blonde had one of those scenes, and it was in the stairwell, and it was more hand-to-hand combat rather than shooting. But that's where it seemed for the first time John Woo was doing a little bit of repeating, um, or at least imitating, rather. And that was kind of sad because it's like, we know John Woo to be awesome for a lot of different films, but this one was just barely over that loves for me for those reasons.
1: Now you mentioned Mission Two. Imagine if Tom Cruise was in this role. That would have been dope. I think he could. Yeah. I think he would have done well. Uh, he would have sold it. I think this leans enough into Christmas that I liked it, but like by the end of the movie, I'm like, this doesn't feel like a Christmas setting anymore.
0: Big time. Because
1: we're in like some stupid warehouse or whatever where the bad guy is and the bad guy sucks and he's he's not fun because he can't do anything other than dance with this woman that he's drugging every single day yeah uh, I'm like that that was disgusting too but the villain just sucked and then yeah um it was oh it was a decent 90 minutes yeah I had fun with it I don't think I would ever see it again I do wish I do wish it leaned more into the christmas setting and i also would have changed it maybe because it's like california or it's texas and i'm like do it in Mm -hmm. like new york make it cold why he's not wearing This sounds stupid but i'm completely serious why is he not wearing a christmas sweater at the end of this movie when he goes on his final rampage why is he not wearing
0: that reindeer uh, sweater again
1: it makes it makes no sense like it leans into it until it doesn't. And then it just feels like a complete afterthought. And I didn't, yeah. I'm like, go, go hard with that. I mean, it's literally named Silent Night. Make this mm-hmm. a Christmas movie.
0: Yeah. And that's an, that's another big reason why I'm like, yeah. I wish like he strangled someone to death. Like the guy at the very end, he reached up and grabbed a pair of lights and he sh- strangled them to death with those lights. Like that would have been dope. Use Christmas lights. Yeah. Any other things
1: that you've been watching? Or listening, we could say even listening to, because that's pretty much covered. At because I've been, I I texted you, I I think I had ripped on this the other, uh, a podcast or two ago of the new Green Day song. They've released two more, and I've been listening to those like crazy. That album comes out next month, their new one. And I'm like, this might be the Green Day I've been wanting for maybe 15 years, if not
0: longer. That I've been missing them too, and I've been digging it. And when you first said that, I felt the same way. And then I, I went back, started listening to some of their older stuff, and then I, when this became available, I started listening to more, little at a time. I'm like I'm digging this, and I like it. I'm the same. I, I'm 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 a fan.
1: Number one fan.
0: I can't say that I am you and Gaslight Anthem fan. Like I can't reach that level with Green Day and this uh, their new stuff, but I do really enjoy it.
1: Um, the other thing that I've been, and I texted you about this, but you know we get the, we had we got the new Grand Theft Auto Six trailer. Oh yeah, which is something I watch probably every day. I've been watching breakdown videos where they just like detail the incredible amount of, uh, I'm going to say detail again, but the incredible amount of detail <laughs> in every single one of these shots. Yeah. it just looks amazing and then obviously tom petty's playing over that um love in that trailer there's a tom petty song and uh one of the easter eggs is like when they're in the convenience store there's a i think it says like petty for life sticker on the door yeah. i'm like that's kind of fun but i've been listening to um petty's studio album full moon river
0: Full moon fever.
1: Full moon fever. What did I say? Forever.
0: R- river. Full moon river.
1: river. Oh my god. Full <laughs> moon fever. His debut so solo album, so which good. when I listen to old things, I know I've said this before. Listen to old things, watch old movies. I like to do a deep thought, deep dive into who made it and like what was going on around that time. And this was one that according to wiki, it says. Somebody with the label almost didn't release it or didn't want to release it because they didn't think there was hits. So dumb. On this album. And you're like, how do these people have jobs? Exactly. Because <laughs> this this album has Free Fallen, uh, I Won't Back Down, um, Running Down a Dream. Like, these are all massive hits.
0: Which would arguably go on to be his biggest. Some of his biggest.
1: And then, like you mentioned, The Apartment Song, which is amazing. Anyway... I've been playing that front to back so much. And I texted you and said, you know, Brian uh, Fallon of the Gaslight Anthem. And this is why I bring this up. He, we, I always associate him and Bruce Springsteen because there's that connection. Some of it's songs. Some of it's the lyrics that he would use, old Springsteen lyrics in their songs as a homage. And this radio interview with Brian Fallon, he's like, I, yeah, obviously that's all true. But the person that I go to the most when I'm writing something has always been Tom Petty. Loves. So I'm listening to more and more Petty. And especially with this album, um, there's so many songs where I'm like, this sounds like Gaslight Anthem. Mm. And it's crazy how you know he says that and it like opens my mind up to, oh, there's... It, even I, the, the first track on this new album, The Bridge Into The Chorus... I'm like, that is the most Petty thing. <laughs> like, it sounds like they got Tom Petty to help write this song. So it's it's just kind of a fun little thing to deep dive into their diso- his discography and then really notice it in Brian's solo work and then with a lot of the Gaslight Anthem of just, oh, yeah, he's clearly listening and loves Tom Petty from the structure of these songs and the way they sound.
0: I, that I could go on and on about Tom Petty, and especially that album is one of my favorites of Tom Petty. And
1: well, say say that story you told me, because this is
0: something I'm like, you got to be racked with guilt. Yeah. Well, just the fact that it was no joke. This was at the time that I was living in Tulsa, and I I was so I could have seen Tom Petty, and it was in Kansas City, and I thought, you know what, actually. Um, I'm going to wait. I'll, I'll, I'll have plenty of time. He's a younger... He's not old. He's like 67, you know, I believe, whenever he died. But I'm like, I've got time. A month later, he passes away. <laughs> and I've never seen him live. And this is at the time where, no joke, I was going down the rabbit hole listening to all of his albums, like Highway Companion, all of his solo work, you know, talking about Full Moon Fever. Um, it's called Full Moon and River. And I'm just kidding. Whatever I called it. (laughs) I was like, wait, what? Uh, And then, so with this, that's where I was. (laughs) So all of this, like from when he first started uh, his work with Mud Crunch, all of this, I could go on and on about Petty. Uh, Dude's my favorite songwriter of all time, period, hands down. Favorite songwriter. And um, he's, uh, I can't say enough about Tom Petty, his lyrical work, and then also work instrumentally, but it's great S- stuff.
1: 66 when
0: he passed away. I, I knew he was like around, I was thinking 67, but man, too soon, way too soon. We needed him for another 30 years. As uh, And as I told you, I would shave off 10 years of my life to get one night of a concert to see him. That's it.
1: And then I said, well, would you rather do that or... Same situation, but you get at least five brand new Martin Scorsese
0: films. You also know with the five uh, Marty films, you would end up having that spread out over like you get your you know money's worth because that would take him like three years, two to three years to make. So you get another 10 years of Marty. That includes like promotion, talking about it, all this other stuff. So that's where I'm like, I, I'd go Marty. I love Tom Petty, but you get one night versus like 10 years. So it's like 10 for 10. Ten years of your life for ten years of Marty.
1: <laughs> I know. I feel like we need to change the Petty thing up, where he's like alive to tour and like record new music. Okay. That. Mm. And then you're like, well, do I want like three new Petty albums and like two big tours, or just five new Marty yeah, films?
0: That's tough. That's I, I would man. say
1: I would take probably. I'd have to look at Tom's recent discography, you know, before he passed. Yeah. Or later discography, because I guarantee it's probably not as good. No, but... I know he had a good one, like, before he passed, though, where I'm like, this is still pretty
0: solid. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was the thing. Like, he ended up, um, not only uh, him solo, but with the Heartbreakers. They They had released an album whenever it was uh, summer of 2011 and it was so good but uh petty and it oh, was uh, well the
1: hypnotic eye f- in 2014 that had yep. some jams on it
0: hypnotic eye and i was a huge fan of that i really dug it i know several people who weren't um a huge fan but i dug it because of uh fault lines was one of those uh songs but man it was it was so good man i don't know like you talking you about gotta the,
1: go marty i think uh, i'd go Marty. No.
0: that's man i i think i'd say marty but
1: because marty is also like consistently good if not getting better with a lot of these movies so december Rotten, let's we we got december rotten tomatoes picks to make heading into this month i'm up 31 to 18 there's there's no way you can win this year so we have to decide, do we just start with December and, and carry in the next year? Maybe December is just a one-off. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. You want to just do that? Because there's like five that. movies. So one of us is going to win. One of us is going to win. So we can start off. Uh, let's just do December. I Let's say I won 2023. December is st- uh, just standalone, and then we'll okay. start again in January. But... December, let's start off with um, Migration. This is a family film that I've seen a trailer for 90,000 times times ahead of every regal thing that I've done. And they're doing like cross promotion where it's like promoting uh, regal gift cards. I'm like, I can't (laughs) escape this film. I'm going to let you go first because I won 2023. I decimated you basically.
0: Yeah, you know what? I this movie looks bad, but I think Oh, you think it, it looks bad? I don't yes. think it looks bad. I think it looks I just, I'm I'm more annoyed at it, but I I'm going to say just bang out a number 81%. Oh. I think it's like okay. Uh, to me it doesn't look great, but um yeah, I just eh. Well, you're also not like 4 years old. 4 yeah, to yeah. 8.
1: I'm not I'm, I'm gonna not say the target. I mean, I think it looks kind of cute. I'm gonna say 85. percent
0: Oh, there's no way.
1: It's I feel like those usually do well. This is like the universal. Yeah, this it's isn't true. A Disney making a movie. This is the like actual professionals. <laughs> Someone with talent, I think, is making this movie. <laughs> oh my goodness! Lesson up, Bob Iger. <laughs> um, let's see here. The color purple. That's you want to do that one next. That's a yeah. Christmas Day release. Mm, uh, yeah. I don't have very much excitement to see this. This is not something on my radar. I've actually never seen the original from Steve. I haven't Scholder, either. Yeah, I haven't He's one either. of, he's done, I don't know, three or four movies that I've never seen, including Schindler's List. Oh, my gosh. What, you haven't but, seen uh, Schindler's? Never seen Schindler's Whoa. List. Whoa. I know. Isn't that weird?
0: Yeah, i feel. I feel like I should be ashamed. It, I'll just say it's a very tough one.
1: Well, I didn't expect it to be some romp <laughs>
0: <It's>, <laughs> I uh, yeah
1: I don't know if this looks good or not I really don't because I have no connection connection to whatever this was it based
0: on a play or a book a book I bu- uh, yeah so book and it's this is a book,
1: also yeah. a musical which is radically different than what mm-hmm. Spielberg did I don't know I'm gonna say I'll say 72 percent
0: I what? really have no idea Wow that's nuts because I think this movie uh, this was I, I think it's going to get a lot of hype. Um, I lowballed it. I feel, I I feel big time. I think this is going to be in the 90s. But
1: oh my goodness, yeah,
0: I do. I really do. But I'm going 85 to be extremely conservative. I think this is going to get a lot of buzz and a lot of love.
1: Now, what would you have done if I said 89? What would you have predicted?
0: 90. Oh, Man, I probably would have up mine to 90 because like I think. I'm going... I feel like I'm so soft on this number with 85. I really do think it will be more like 95. You need some dubs. I think this is going to be a box office bomb. I do think that it will not make a lot of money, but I do think it will get a lot of praise. It'll be one of those. I think this is going to be a stinker at the box office. Yeah. And it's Warner Brothers releasing this, Aquaman 2 and Wonka all at the same time. What are you doing, WB? Come on, Zaslav. I can't believe that Brett Ratner directed The Color Purple. Oh, no, there is such. <laughs> no, no. Imagine I, that.
1: That would be. A, how awful. Is he done? He's, he's done, though, right? I think he was accused of something. I think he's
0: been. Um, yeah, he's, Quote unquote, canceled. He's on the hit list. He always seemed like a massive creep, right? I never really. I heard weird stories about him, but I never, like, I don't know. I'm sure he was, uh, I'm not, I, I don't know. But he always seemed like he was a massive freak. <laughs> Once the, I feel like there was some, like, it was around the time of Tower Heist, the Eddie Murphy movie, and everyone's like, Brett Ratner's still doing this? And that's when a lot of stuff, I think, started coming out. And then he just like, disappearing. Ooh, old ratty boy. So he hasn't
1: done a movie since 2014's Hercules with Dwayne The Rock Johnson, which looked like an oh absolute. My God. P.O.S. I totally forgot about
0: that movie.
1: He was accused of a lot of uh, stuff that we don't need to talk about, too. So, yeah, he's no done. No way. He's a bad boy, I think. So, uh, he's done. Um, Next movie, let's do George Clooney's new one. The Boys in the Boat, which takes place in the 30s and was like this uh, crew team that represented the U.S. in the Summer Olympics. Mm. Um, little Georgia Clooney directs it, screenplay Mark L. Smith, who's done some decent stuff. He did, he co-wrote The Revenant, um, The Midnight Sky, which I wasn't a big fan of, Overlord, which oh. sucked. Uh, he did Vacancy, Vacancy 2, The Hole, which I've never seen, Martyrs, The Marsh King's Daughter, which <laughs> I've never seen, but it's got Daisy Ridley in it. Oh, and then wow. it, it, he's also... Cr- writing or has written the new twisters movie which is a sequel to twister
0: <laughs> Wow, well, um, getting a lot of work but i mean that's a real mixed bag of wow i'm so surprised to hear that
1: i haven't mr clooney as a director has been very hit or miss for me Mm-hmm. and i know we've talked about this before um I feel like his body of work should be better than it is, but a lot of times his movies just don't... There's like no flair to it that I like, and the movies themselves are just okay. But mm-hmm. even from like a, a cinematography standpoint, I'm like, some of these are so boring. Mm-hmm. This looks like it might be a pretty solid sports movie. The Boy is in the Boat, based on a true story. This looks like it could be good. What say you?
0: Yeah. I agree. I, I do see that this could end up being a very different sports movie that we haven't received and possibly a th- I can't say callback, but a throwback to like, say good night and good luck. Another Clooney film. That was actually his directorial debut, right? I believe that this will be something along the lines of that, where it's more of a his- history or a, a time period film. That is something that we really haven't received before. A little different, I'm expecting this to do pretty well, and I hope this is not going to overshoot this, but I'm going to say 88%. Now, his last movie's
1: Tender, The Tender Bar, 51% Rot Tomatoes, and then The Midnight Sky was 49%. Oh. Um, Suburbicon was 28%.
0: Goodness.
1: And then he did... Oh, my
0: goodness. What else did a little Cloonster do? Now, uh, I'm getting The Descendants, which was a, a pain film. Uh, for some reason, I always thought that he did that, but that's not that's not a. Clue. He starred in it, he but he didn't write it. Yeah. It. So he he's
1: he's gotten three stinkers in a row. This one, this one, like I said, looks pretty solid. This might be I think Clooney's. This, turn it this around. could be Clooney's best. It, I would say in a long time, if not, period of all time. You said eighty-eight. Hmm, I'm gonna say ninety-two percent.
0: Oh wow! I think
1: this could be the movie that we need right now.
0: Oh man, it makes me regret not going higher. But whatever.
1: Um, I think this could be the movie that we need right now. <laughs> I
0: don't know what that means. Over migration? I th- I don't know. I just
1: think as a as a culture. <laughs> <laughs> um. I don't know (laughs) what that means, but I'm gonna say if you want to pull that quote and put it on the poster, this is the movie that we need right now.
0: (laughs) I've never really understood those quotes. Whenever it is like the movie we need, like what do I don't know? Is is this gonna unite us
1: as a people? Yeah, because I don't think so.
0: I've never. That's that's definitely been one of those quotes that I'm I'm never quite understood at all it's like the ahead of its time i'm no i still stand by that what What do you mean ahead of its time like i could see like say the abyss for james cameron and how like that revolutionized liquid graphics yeah. and like what the or, t1000 or the, is the dinosaurs in jurassic park or something yeah Or um, The Boys in the Boat by George Clooney. This is the movie that we need right now. And it's uh, a movie ahead of its time, even though it's about a time period. That happened in 1936.
1: (laughs) So um, we have two left. We have Aquaman and then the new comedy Anyone But You. Let's go ahead and do this romantic comedy.
0: Oh, yeah, Glenn Powell, That's got
1: Glenn Powell looking great. It's got Sidney Sweeney who... Looking even better. Looks dynamite. In this trailer. I don't know. I, I can't... Listen, I can't account for her acting, but she's in a, like a bathing suit, this entire trailer. Yeah. And when you watch it on the big screen, you're like, goodness gracious, I might see it for that.
0: And there's like a... There's a dress she wears.
1: Yeah. She's... <laughs>
0: but, I uh, yeah, mean, Glenn Powell looks great, too. You know those two banged, right? They had to have. I mean... There's only one way you get that kind of chemistry. They look like they were getting it on nonstop they were. <laughs> on the on the set. I'm being completely serious too. I uh, I don't know a lot about Sydney Sweeney to be honest. When she was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, was she? What what did she do in that movie? She played the character Snake. I don't remember her at all in the Snake. movie though. She was in Sharp Objects. Seven episodes. She played Alice,
1: which I don't. Re- I watched that and I don't remember her in that.
0: Yeah, it's, it's the same. I yeah, I don't. It's not. Um, I just I just can't remember her I'm, now. I'm curious to go back and start looking at some of her work because that seems to be the largest. Um, but she's well, been in sixty projects
1: apparently. That and Euphoria. Like I know her from that. I've never yeah. watched that. And I,
0: the season one of the White Lotus. She's in that too. Ooh, she's got a John Carpenter connection. Why? She was she was in the Ward, his final film that he directed in 2010. Goodness gracious! It was one of the first movies she did. She played young Alice. Actually, I think that was that was the first film she did. John Carpenter. There's your JC connection for this hey, podcast. Good for her. There we go. We got one mention. Oh, so this we like with
1: migration. I've gotten this trailer in front of every single thing that I've seen recently. And it's usually the Red Band trailer. I don't mind it either. They're really wanting to show you that this is a fun, raunchy comedy. (laughs) And I think in one of them, we see Glenn Powell's ass. And he looks great. (laughs) See, we go... We can... we, you know we're gonna admire her body. I think
0: we can admire Glenn Powell's yeah. body, and I'm okay with that. That's he's a, he's done a great job building bulking up. I can't say bulking up. Doing he's a not good bulked. job. I don't t- think he's, he's bulked
1: up. He's just cut.
0: Yeah, he's just toned. He's cut. He's, Anyone uh, but you. He's uh, he's done a great job uh, following the Top Gun Maverick bod uh, that beach volleyball scene. Um, mm. Now, now guess- this
1: looks like every movie that we've seen, like with yes. Trapped in Paradise last year with Mr. Clooney. Mm-hmm. We've seen that a million times. We've seen this a million times. I don't think this looks great. There's two reasons I would see it, which I think you can guess why. Yeah. But
0: <laughs> I don't think I would use my regal pass for it. Man. Is it my turn to go first? Uh, uh, ye- wait a second. So I believe it is. Yeah, it is.
1: Yeah anyone but you man i don't know i don't have high hopes for this i'm gonna say 40 40 i'll say 43 percent. it's like come for the come for the vibes of the the location and your two very sexy leads man
0: i'm gonna go so low for this because i think it's gonna be bad what did you say 40 what 43 i'm going with one number it's been stuck in my mind if we're going raunchy I'm, I'm just going to say it's got to be 69%, and that's, I'm going to keep it there. I think it's way, way that. too high for that movie. That's way too. I was going to say 69, too, but it's too way high. Way too high for that movie, because the other movie that I'm like, you know what? It seems like they're going to do this uh, is kind of mimic No Hard Feelings. And, and that, that got, was a huge bomb. What did that get on the but it Red got Tomatoes? 71%. That had J-Law yeah did you like that did you saw it right i've never seen it no
1: it's on netflix now well not the version i have because we have the we have the ad version so we don't get any of the sony stuff it's a scam that's some bs i I mean how cheap are we that we don't want to pay for the (laughs) the normal version
0: i enjoyed uh, honestly that was fun that was a fun movie no hard feelings i enjoyed it j-law did did uh did a lot of fun uh She's cool. was fun in that. I think both uh, Sweeney and Powell both look fun and good in this. So I don't know. I I do have hopes, high hopes, that it'll get, uh, it'll rank higher. But um, this is a streamer for yeah. me. I gotta wait till this streams. Yeah, yeah. I, I uh, yeah. I could see that.
1: So the final movie, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, <whistles> we're finally saying goodbye. To the DCEU, this is my most anticipated movie of October, which makes absolutely no sense. But I, <laughs> I, I went with it. The first one was okay. What was the first one on the old Rotten Tomatoes?
0: I, you know what? I still, I still, I know you rewatched that not too long ago, right? Like two mm. months ago.
1: It was yeah, when so you were doing your want-a-thon. Sixty-five percent on uh, Rotten Tomatoes for number one. That's
0: 64% higher than it should be.
1: This movie's been delayed a million times, and we've heard a lot of bad stuff about it. So we'll see how it turns out. What do you think about Aquaman? And speaking of hot bods, Patrick Wilson and Jason Momoa.
0: Two yeah. S- two I sexy bods. I, I say Patrick Wilson has the better bod. I'll go with that. Oh, no. I, I, I'm i going with Momoa. I, I, I still think uh, Wilson. He's killing it. I think this movie tanks. I think critics and audiences alike are going to say that it drowns. That will be the buzzword. I do think that will be the buzzword used for this uh, for critics and um, that it uh, is flapping like a dying fish on the beach. I think that this movie, I don't have high hopes. I I want to have fun with that. But I'm not expecting. I'm going into it with very, very, actually no expectations. So hopefully I'm blown away. I'm going to say 45%. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. For Mr. James Wan? Yeah. I mean, we've had so many reshoots on this. They keep sinking more money into it. I just don't. I love James Wan. I just don't. I think I've, I just feel like this is going to be bad.
1: Sinking a ton of money into it meantime, we can't get Salem's lot released.
0: Stupid, it's stupid. In WB any,
1: in any form, there's our Stephen King mention for the podcast. So, 45% man, I'm going higher. I'm gonna say, I'll say 64%. Wow. I think if, if the Flash can get 60, 63%, Mm-mm. and then that turd blue beetle can get. 78% which is just insane then this can muster up 64%. I don't know. That blue beetle 78% that's some snake oil ratings right there. <laughs> I don't that's, know. That's fake right there.
0: This uh oh man I, I I just have a bad feeling about Aquaman too. Bad bad Ooh. bad.
1: Um, well Wonka comes out this weekend that's currently at 84%. And then what else? Anything else?
0: We. Uh, what do you think about Poor Things? By the way, I know that's getting a lot of indie buzz right now. Yeah, I'm not super interested in that.
1: Oh, oh that's a down the line watch, probably. But I'm not going to rush out and see that in theaters. Any anyone but you, though, I might.
0: You uh... would you see? Yeah, which one would you see if you could only see one movie in the theater for one month? Oh God. Would you do poor things or anything? I can only
1: just like see it one time or I have to keep going.
0: You had to keep going, but you had to choose. Well, then
1: anyone anyone but you for sure. (laughs) I'd much rather sit and rewatch that, I think, over and over again. (laughs) At least I'm like on the beach looking at hot people. I don't think watching Mark Ruffalo pat his dumper. (laughs) Have Have you read that? I saw a headline. It's like Mark Ruffalo like made his butt bigger in the movie. He wanted to, and it literally called it like he wanted to increase his dumper. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know why and I don't
0: care. There's uh, I, I was reading about that and I scrolled beyond there's a review of the movie and the the top comment was someone saying, I can't, or I'm here for the Mark Ruffalo sex scenes.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and his big dumper.
1: All right. Well, that wraps this one up. We'll be back. Probably. I don't know. Are you going to see Wonka in theaters? Because I'm yeah. going Friday.
0: Yeah. I don't know when I'll see it, but I do. I do hope I can go this weekend to see it. That's the plan. So we
1: might. We might talk about that. That was among my. Uh, uh, I keep saying
0: October. It's December. It's one of my December pop culture picks. I'm gonna. Have so to, I'm sure we'll bring that up. I'm gonna have to pad my dumper bike. <laughs> <laughs> going to Wonka and eat a lot of chocolate and my popcorn. Ooh, yeah, that is gonna be a good movie to pork out on. Well, when we talk Wonka or whatever else it might be, all I can say is until that moment, keep watching. We're gonna keep that in, but this I found the headline it says Mark
1: Ruffalo wore a butt pad to plump up his dumper. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>